This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. There we go. Okay, lost my intro. Here we go. Somehow, some way, we will shift our attention back to domestic duties as this time, Monday morning, City could be champions of England for a third straight season. We're here to discuss what the different permutations will mean for the immediate future of the club and more. It's Friday, May 19th. I'm Adam Booker. I'm Ollie Kirsch. I'm Ollie McCool. And this is the City Report Podcast. Unbelievable! Manchester United 1, Manchester City 6, it's 2 for Dzeko. Tottenham Hotspur 3, Manchester City 4. They have made the impossible possible. This episode is sponsored by Beer Monster, the best place to grab discounted ales at refreshingly low prices. Grab all of your favourite household names with a wide selection of beers and ales available to choose from and listeners to this show can grab an exclusive fiver off all orders with the discount code CityPod05. That's CityPod05 for an extra £5 off all Beer Monster orders. UK only, terms and conditions apply, drink responsibly. Welcome back to the show, Ollie's Squared. We uh, we had Ollie Kirsch on yesterday to discuss what was a magical night at the Etihad in the Champions League. But Ollie McCool, it's the first time we're hearing from you. So just just briefly before we talk Chelsea and Forest and Arsenal and the Premier League, uh, what were your thoughts on what was a very special night? I mean, I think I'll just start with like the biggest compliment I can pay and say it was the greatest performance I think the Etihad's ever seen. That first half was the best first half of football I can ever remember watching from any era, any team. It was spectacular. And there's a, and there's so much emotion around this for City fans. You know, even if, and, and you talked about it yesterday on the pod, even if you're not the biggest fan of the Champions League, there was just something special in the way City just dispatched 
this team that all week they've been saying they're not scared of City, they're not bothered about an atmosphere, they're not bothered about anything. They're Real Madrid, 14 times Champions League winners, the biggest club in the world, and it's not even close. And then we just play them off the park like they're, you know, a relegation fodder. Um, it was special. Bernardo Silva, I will build you a second son over Manchester. Phenomenal performance. Absolutely phenomenal. And I just want to apologise to Kyle Walker for every bad word I've had to say about him because he was monstrous on Wednesday night. Absolutely monstrous. I mean, I, you know, we're, we're talking about a week in which City have made the Champions League final and then could go on and win the Premier League. This feels like something completely different to the last 10, 15 years. This is like the golden age of Manchester City starting all over again. I feel like I'm daydreaming just talking about it. A week in which City can win the two biggest trophies on offer to them. Um, well, get to the final for one and win the other. Splendid. Absolutely incredible in every way possible. Yeah, and when you throw a <clears throat> when you throw a potential FA Cup victory over over your bitter rivals on top of that, and I'll say potential, but um, yeah, just there there continues to be more and more icing on top of the cake. Um, Ali K, morning after, how are you feeling? Do you have a big night big night in town or a big night with the with the kids and the wife? Neither it was a big night on the podcast. Um, I think yeah, and I think you know we started recording about midnight. I think it was. And we've been utterly drained. I had a mad day with work and straight to the Etihad. Mad, mad, mad night at the Etihad. And then obviously onto the pod, late doors. Um, and then, yeah, just back on the grind today for work. So I am completely drained. But seeing you two, I guess managers back up. I love to hear that. So we'll, we'll, we'll shift our attention back to the Premier League then and and like uh, like Ali McCool said, City can wrap up the the league this weekend. So we're going to kind of come at this from a number of ways. We'll we'll discuss the Chelsea game from the point of view that City need to win it to win the league. Although we could get to the point Sunday morning and City are already league champions if if Forest get a result against Arsenal. So looking at it from the sense of City need to win against Chelsea to win the league this weekend, Ali K, where where does Pep and the players kind of pick up after what was, I would imagine, both a physically exhausting and emotionally exhausting night in the Champions League? Do you need big rotation and fresh legs? Do you keep the momentum going? Will there be a hangover? I feel like we're in this very precarious position that uh, you could be kind of slowed down by the emotional burden of, of what happened earlier in the week, or you build on it. Um, what what are you what are you thinking as far as where the mindset of the squad is going into the weekend? I think the players that might be feeling tired will have an incentive here for one one last big push before they then get a rest. You know, if we do somehow slip up against Chelsea and Arsenal do the biz against Forest, the players are then taking out three days of potential rest that they've got. For them, it's got to be you know, one last push, one big push, then they get some time to, I don't want to say relax because, you know, we still need to, to to play good games against Brighton and Brentford, but they become exhibition matches, right? They become friendlies in effect. It's not like a few years back when we we're chasing 100 points or anything like that. The only real thing that we'd have going after, you know, if we, if we do close the title out on Sunday is... How many goals and assists can how many goals can Harlan get? How many assists can De Bruyne get? But other than that, there's nothing really that we're chasing. So the players have got to approach this, I think, 
at 120%, as we would have done against, you know, in the lead up to Madrid, um, get the job done, and then we can start relaxing, rotating a little bit. The the only changes that I would make, and I know we're going to get more onto the lineups, but ju- just to preempt this from my perspective, De Bruyne, uh, at the risk of completely putting a nail in the coffin in my fantasy season because I'm, I'm, I'm chasing down first place and I'm relying on him. But um, I'd, I'd probably let De Bruyne make way for Foden or Alvarez. Um, Haaland, I wouldn't give him more than 45 minutes. And if he's fit, I'd get Ake back on the pitch, perhaps to rest Walker or Stones. So a couple of changes, nothing drastic, and approach this with the mentality of, Let's get this done. Well, Ali McCool, I'll come straight to you then, because it, is there a fear of there being a bit of a hangover, or is this team just kind of a machine at this point? And when you when you do still have such lofty goals kind of dangling in front of you, the, the league at the weekend to you know chip away at at one third of the treble already, um, is there a fear for you that the hangover is there? And if if that fear is recognized, there is a bit of a hangover. Do you counteract that with fresh legs, rotation, and get some of the guys that were on the bench against Madrid? Or do you keep the momentum going? I, I don't think there'll be any sort of hangover. I think I think we'll probably see signs of fatigue, and that'll be explained with the changes Guardiola makes and the substitutions it makes in the game, um, regardless of what's actually going on. But, you know, all the talk in, the, in their post-match interviews was, we've got three finals to win now. You know, we, we've got this machine to keep going. We've just got to keep going. And like Ollie was just saying, it's one big last push for a lot of these guys. And then they get, you know, you know, I'd, and then and then there'll be changes next week if we, if we are champions. Um, I don't think we're going to see a team that, you know, I, we're not going to see a heavily rotated team this weekend unless there are some injury concerns and, you know, slight little knocks and, tightness and all those types of niggly little things um, that Pep will never risk a player for, regardless of, of the importance of the game. But, um, you know, Chelsea are, Chelsea are a physical side, you know, regardless of how bad their season's gone, and it has been absolutely disastrous. Um, you can't escape the fact that there are good players in that team and City will need to be at their very best to win. Um, and, and at the end of the day, it's the last home game. They don't want to be walking away from this with, you know, you know having kind of seen the fans off and then just left it on left it a bit of a whimper really they want to go into this game get it won and lift that title um i doubt there'll have been mad celebrations in the dressing room on wednesday night because they all know tomorrow morning we're straight back in got to recover and the players who weren't playing they've got to be on the training ground and you know preparing as if the game's right there um and then and then you know third and then Friday, you know they're going to be they're going to be working hard as ever. They know they've got to stay stay in this, and they've just got to get this done. And I think you know the sooner we can do that, the better, because you know it makes next week so much easier against Brighton and Brentford if we can go in having won the league. You know, exhibition matches, yes, and, and you know, and if it, and if it is the case, I want to see exhibition friendly style lineups. I don't want to see any big big hitters in there unless they're desperate for some personal glory. But that's not the nature of this team, and we'll talk about lineups later in the episode and all the different permutations. But City can't City can't see this as one to start slacking now. They've got to get the job done here. Yeah, and, and before we do get onto the permutations, just a note on on getting the job done. <laughs> just want to say that if Arsenal do beat Forest, which we're going to assume they will, and they are going to beat Wolves at home, 
That's their last two games. They will probably take the maximum of six points that they've got left to them. We need two points. Brighton away is a tough game. If we do somehow slip up against Chelsea, we're actually looking at these last two fixtures away at Brighton and away at Brentford with that little bit of nervousness starting to creep in. We don't need that. It's important to get the job done on Sunday, not just so the players can start resting and preparing for the FA Cup final and the Champions League final. It's so that we don't have any... Just, just we don't, we don't want that doubt creeping in because it will creep in. Brighton are a fantastic football team. We cannot assume we're going to pick up a result against them. And by God, we do not want this from this position that we're in now to be going down to the last day. Well, this is the best chance to win it, isn't it? Winning at home against Chelsea in front of your own fans. And like you said, and I'll come to you, Ali McCool, you don't want to have to go to Brighton. You don't want to have to go to Brentford needing a result. I mean, those those are two places that have kind of become the poster boys in the Premier League for balling on a budget and their recruitment and their coaching. And, and they just make life hard, especially for the big teams. We've seen some big teams go to both Brighton and Brentford and absolutely crash. Um, so really, you've got to get it done this weekend or or it becomes squeaky bum time again, doesn't it? Absolutely. There's a really, really fine line um, here. I don't want to be going into next week, you know, having to worry about Brighton away and Brentford away. I want to be, I want to be watching Brighton away, hoping that Pep's put out Sergio Gomez and Calvin Phillips, and you know, maybe even giving Perone some minutes because I want them to get into the Champions League. They're they're a great club. They've been absolutely phenomenal this season, and frankly, we owe them a bit of a favour after the, after what they did against Arsenal for us. So if we can give, if we can do anything to give give them a little, a little bit of a helping hand. I'm all for it. And, you know, Roberto De Derby, for me, he's my manager of the season. Him and Pep are great friends. And then Brentford away, they, they beat us at the Etihad. We can't forget that. They were the team that kind of had us in this crisis of confidence almost. Um, they're a really difficult outfit, even without Ivan Tony. They were going to, they, those two games could be horrible if they, if they end up meaning anything. So that's why City, regardless of what happens, have got to get the job done on Sunday and just clear that. And then there you go. All right, that'll do for part one. In part two, we'll be back to discuss what happens if and when City get the league wrapped up. The treble is in sight for City and you can gear up for what could be a big few weeks of our wooing and man blueing by heading over to Beer Monster. Beer Monster is the place to find all of your favourite household names at refreshingly low prices with the likes of Brewdog, Goose Island and Budvar available at the click of a finger. If you're feeling fruity, you could even try out one of the famous Beer Monster kegs which allows you, the listener, to pour the perfect pint from the comfort of your own home. All purchases over £35 come with free delivery and if you're quick, you can also grab an extra £5 off with the discount code CityPod05. That's £5 off any order with the code CityPod05. UK only, terms and conditions apply, drink responsibly. Welcome back to the City Report podcast, your home for daily Manchester City coverage. Before we get going again, if you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button, leave a rating, leave a review. That is the best way for us to get the show out to more blues like you. Ali K, I'll come to you first. If if the league is wrapped up this weekend, and, and the first if I'll go with here is if Forrest give us the result, 
and the league is done by Saturday evening before a ball is kicked at the Etihad. How does the mindset of both the squad and Pep shift? And will it? Does he now go into a mode of, well, we've got two finals on the horizon to to win it all, for, for all the glory? Um, let's start resting the big guns. Like like Ali McCool said, your Rodri's, your Hollands, your De Bruyne's, your Diaz, John, John Stones. Or is there a fear that, and I can I can say this from a little bit of, of an American angle, the, the team that wins their conference in the NFL, they get a bye in the first round of the playoffs. So they have this big two-week break between their first playoff game and their last regular season game. And those teams often crash and burn in the, in the first round because that big gap, they lose all their momentum. Is there a fear of, of that gap? causing any sort of shift in momentum or do you kind of have to keep playing the big guns to keep the rhythm going it is is finding a balance it is both of those things i agree there is there is absolutely a risk that we can lose that momentum because we we've built we're on a mad winning streak now right was it 13 or 14 games we've not lost since the premier league charges were issued just after the world cup we have got to find a balance um but i was laughing to myself as you said that because you know exactly what it's going to look like on the uh, on the cameras after the games. It'll be Pep will be interviewed and he'll say, you know, they'll say, Pep, are you now uh, focusing purely on the FA Cup and Champions League? And Pep will say, No, 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 no. Uh, we, we, you know, next game. We always only focus on the next game. We next game. And then he's going to walk into that changing room. He's going to clap his hands and he's going to go, Right, lads, Manchester fucking United FA Cup final. You know that that's how it's going to be naturally. He'll he'll give the whole. Uh, show to the press of next game, next game. We don't focus on anything further, even if the title's wrapped up. But he will already in his own head be formulating a strategy for how to get that mix between players, especially like De Bruyne, where we don't want to have them taking too long off because we don't want them to lose that momentum. But at the same time, we've got to look after these boys. But I'm not particularly concerned, really. I I think... If we do wrap it up on Sunday, we'll get beat by Brighton. We'll probably get beat by Brentford. Um, the players are going to be at half pace. Nobody wants to get injured. Um, for us, and I, I'm sorry, Newcastle. I'm not sorry, Liverpool and Man United. But if we do wrap it up on Sunday, Brighton are getting an easy ride against City. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. There, you know, I think I think this kind of presents a, an opportunity for some of the squad players to come in and not play in a completely weakened team. I think, I think we'll, you know, if if if, if it's done by Saturday Saturday night, then those three games, Pep's going to be talking to the sports scientists, the physios, the medical team, and trying to figure out when the players, all of the players, need their loads to stay at maximum, to to stay at that hundred percent. You know, there's not going to be there's not going to be any risk taking. Um, but we'll see. I think I think we'll see. You know, Calvin Phillips get a start and play a full ninety, which you know it does shouldn't sound as crazy as it does. But for the season we've had and the pressure that we've had to just keep on putting into Rodri and you know because he's just so much better and so much more well equipped, it, it's an opportunity for players like that to kind of stake their claim almost for next season. You know, I think I think that's how Pep's going to approach you know these games, whether it's one, whether it's two, whether it's three. You know, he's going he's going to see these exhibitions as as exactly that chances for these players who whose futures aren't so certain to come in and you know is Sergio Gomez going to go out on loan or, or or will we see something in him in the next week or so that makes Pep think actually I'm going to keep him here next season you know will Calvin Phillips get the chance to prove he's actually very capable of being at this club um, he's not going to prove that in one game but can he 
at least finish his season with a slightly higher rep than what it's been for most of the year. Um, it's things like that. And um, for the players like Haaland, for the players like De Bruyne, it's all about load management. You know, I don't think we'll see all, all of them drop for the next one, two, three games, whatever whatever, whatever it is. Um, I think if, if City have got the league wrapped up, they're going to look at when... Okay, you play against Brentford, you play against Brighton, you you play against Chelsea, and they'll balance it. But the fact is, if City win the league, every single one of those, if City win the league this weekend, every single one of those players is going to be having an extra beer or two than they normally would because they know it won't matter for a week. Um, and the thing is, there's no room for Pep to give them days off because they're travelling down to Brighton on on Tuesday, and whether they're flying or whether they're on the coach, that's a horrible journey to be making and then the, and then they're in Brentford at the weekend anyway so there's no time to give them an extra day off here and there they've got to be onto it um so it's 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 spinning plates almost but um it's going to be one of those where if the plates fall off fall it off it's not really going to matter too much city have just they're in the driving seat and all they've got to do is just keep driving just keep on the same path and you know whatever happens happens but um if we, the more pressure we can take off the better Yeah, it's a, it's an extra pint of beer for some of them, or it's an extra pint of milk with your lasagna in, in Erling Holland's case. Um, no, I, I totally agree with you. I think it's going to be a player-by-player player basis if if you get the league wrapped up this weekend, whether it's Saturday or Sunday, and you do have the kind of two weeks to to figure out what to do with the squad. I think there's plenty of players who would absolutely benefit from the momentum being continued, probably your Hollands and Jack Grealish and Bernardo Silva. The players that we kind of think as think of as the energizer bunnies that want to just keep going and keep going and they need to stay well oiled. Whereas I think a player like Kevin De Bruyne, a player like Rodri, they can sit on the shelf for a week and a half and come back in and, and still be at their peak for me. Um, so yeah, I think player by player basis. And before we get out of here, I want to drop a, a big question on you guys. And I know this is totally putting you on the spot. I didn't warn you ahead of time on purpose. I'm going to give you two options and I want to hear why. We'll say the the Premier League is a given. I'm not saying it's a given that we win it. In this hypothetical situation, the Premier League is a given. You can win one of the two finals remaining. Which one do you want to win, and why? I'll you. I'll come to Ali K first because he's uh, he's absolutely rattled by the question here. <laughs> it's horrible. You know, we we did we have briefly discussed this elsewhere a couple of days back, and and I think I said there is no easy choice. I think the question then was actually which two of the three. Would you pick? And it's it's outside of a treble now. It's foul. Whatever happens, because we're in a in an extremely commanding position against Arsenal. It would take a monumental collapse to lose it. We've got the FA Cup final against them lot, and we really don't want to be losing an FA Cup final to United at Wembley. Um, and it's the first Manchester Derby FA Cup final in history. And we are, on paper, a far superior team to Inter Milan, and it would be another Champions League final catastrophe if we lost that. No outcome is good. So I'm going to take out a, a leaf out of your book, Booker, and I'm going to be cynical as anything, and I'm going to go with what's going to hurt less. I want, I would choose the FA Cup over the Champions League. God forbid we lose to them in an FA Cup final. And I've always said Champions League has never been on a par with the Premier League to me. So for assuming that we're going to win the Prem, I'll take a domestic double. Um, if we were playing anyone else in the FA Cup final, I'd probably go Champions League. 
but I cannot stomach a loss to that lot of Wembley. So, yeah, give me the FA Cup and let Ed and Dzeko lift the Champions League trophy finally. I got to say, this one is is causing me as much stress as it's causing you because I am very vocal on this podcast about how little the Champions League does for me. But I don't know. After the the dust has settled a little bit on on the win on on Wednesday night, and I think City need they need to win the Champions League at this point. Get it get it done once, never play in it again. That would be the fantasy world for me. Um, but the 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 United factor in the FA Cup final, like you said, anybody else in that FA Cup final, and you're taking the Champions League all day. I think I'll. I'll stick my neck out here and I'll I'll take a bit of a surprising angle. I think I think I want the Champions League along with the Premier League. Sorry, there's just one more thing I want to add to this before Ollie, before you come in. There's another aspect here. If Man United beat us at Wembley, they will not be celebrating lifting the FA Cup. They will be celebrating stopping Man City's chances yeah. of a treble. This this is their cup final, not because it's a cup final. This is their cup final because they get to stop us lifting the travel. Do you really want to give them that satisfaction? I would rather that it's Inter lose the treble, not yes. them. Yes, yeah, yeah, let Inter yeah. be the ones to stop it and not give that lot of satisfaction. Cannot take it. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I'm going full fucking Bert here. I'm going full Bert. I'm sticking by it. Take the FA Cup. Only on the City Report podcast could we dream up such a horrifying scenario when our club is is weeks away from potentially winning a treble. Ali McCool, what do you have to say on the situation? I cannot, in all good faith, go 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 away for the summer and and all the City fans who are, who are going to go away for the summer, whether they're going to be sitting under the moonlight of a, ca- a canyon or whether they're going on a City break to Munich and enjoy it, knowing we've lost to Man United at Wembley. Thank I you. can't have that. Thank I you. can't have that. <laughs> I can take. I can deal with losing a Champions League final, even if it's on my birthday. I can deal with that because it's not against a team I give a fuck about. I, in a, if anything, Edin Dzeko lifts in it. That's a, that's a nice story. It'll hurt, but it's a nice story. Losing to them fuckers in the, in the FA Cup final. No, 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 no. I'm not having that. I'm not having that. I, I, I cannot look my Man United acquaintances in the eye if we lose to them in a normal, in a Premier League game, in a cup clash. A cup final. No, I can't, I can't handle that. That that's 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 not one of those things that goes away when you win the next derby. That's one of those things that stays with you. I mean, look, and I don't want to say the man the Manchester derby is anything like Boca or River, but you look what River getting relegated did. You know, Boca have that over them forever, and that super and the Super Clasico final a few years ago, River have that over Boca forever. These are things that will be ingrained in the history of this club. Losing another Champions League final, it'll be forgotten about when we eventually win it because we're going to win it one day. It's it's just a it's just the natural order of things. But losing an FA Cup final to that lot, to that lot with that prick as manager, with that awful, horrible team full of absolute assholes because they are the horrible. I don't I don't see how any I'm and I'm sorry Booker you're going to be really offended by what I'm going to say but I don't see how any self-respecting city fan such as yourself could be able to look in the mirror and say I'd rather win a Champions League final than an FA Cup final than a Manchester Derby <laughs> FA Cup final 
I can't. I, let I me can't, defend, let me defend the, myself here. Of all the let people on this, here. of all the people on this podcast, you especially the one, the one who should actually be a fifty-year-old man from Berry, and you're saying you'd you'd, you'd be all right losing a fake up file to Man United. I don't believe I'll, it. Defend, I'll defend yourself. My, I'll defend myself here because my superpower that I have over you two is that I can hide under a rock here. You cannot. Okay, I don't look at. When I, me walking down the street and seeing a red is different than walking down Dean's Gate and seeing a red and having to stomach the thought of them in their head looking at you, knowing you're a blue, thinking we beat them in a cup final. Because I would imagine half of the reds walking down the street here couldn't even pick out Manchester on a map. So I, I, I can hide under a rock here a little bit. It would be a completely different situation if I was going to Wembley. If I was at Wembley, I would tell you every single day of the week, I would, I, I would rather, uh, let's put it this way. If you gave me the option of just winning the cup final and I was at Wembley and we lost both the league and the Champions League, I would, I would take that. But it's because I can hide under a little rock here in my little corner of America and not have to deal with the shame. I mean, I mean the thing is, I've walked out of Wembley after we've lost there. I, I walked out of them when we lost to Wigan there. I walked out when we lost to uh, Liverpool there uh, in, the, in the semifinal. It's horrible. It's horrible because they're they're everywhere. You, you you're right in it with with everyone with everyone at Wembley. Walking out, I, I, was, Man- I was there and sorry, go on. Walking out of there and seeing a Man United fan. If we lose to them, I can't stomach that. That that that's enough to just make me want to sit in my seat until that stadium's empty, and then hide the fact I'm a City fan for the next week. I couldn't do it. I was just going to say 2011 when we beat them in the semi-final. I was there uh, and I went. I actually went down with the pal for, I think my my dad was away, so he couldn't go. And I saw the bloodbath outside the stadium. Uh, the United, something flipped over in the United end that night, that day. Um, I think there was, there was a very sudden, they almost had whiplash because I think they all collectively realised exactly what was going on in the grander picture of things with City, you know, starting to overtake them, even though it was a year before. And they, they did win the title that season. It was another year till we'd do it. But it was a bloodbath and it was horrific. And I was actually saying to my dad, you know, if, if we win, to avoid the violence that will inevitably happen, we need to be leaving late, like until they're literally kicking people out of the stadium. But realize we've got the trophy lift. So in terms of actually walking out the stadium, whether we win or lose, we'll, we'll be okay because um, the, uh, the, the, the other side will be hanging around to watch the trophy lift but still even if you're not going to see them outside the ground you know getting getting back from the ground and and the days and weeks that will precede that uh, will succeed that rather are just going to be rancid well let me ask you this question then Ali K because Ali McCool says that you know he makes the comparison to Boca and River and holding these moments over your rivals what's worse than losing in a cup final in a packed Wembley or losing the league on the last kick of the game because <laughs> um, it's probably, worth mentioning we we do have that over them and i would say that is the granddaddy of the things you can hold over your rivals no i would say i would say it's better at wembley because we're actually against them we're, yeah. we're and actually you can look, you can look celebrate in their face yeah now for for them most of them were either on their armchairs or over at the stadium of light i think it was in 2012 when aguero did that so yeah, it's it, this, it's certainly more satisfying. Uh, you know what? We could have done it against them. Obviously, we were 2-0 up at half time, and I think it was a Pogba hat trick, uh, or Pogba mm-hmm. two, and another one got one. But 
we've been close to that, um, but it's completely different when you're actually against them. So, God, g- give me that Wembley crack all day, mate, 100%. Um, let's let's do the biz and worry about the Champions League final later. But if I had to choose one standing here right now, I've got to stand by it. I'm going to go full Bert. I, I recognise that for Manchester City, we need that Champions League trophy. But as a bitter, bitter Bertie Magoo, I would rather beat United at Wembley and not give them that satisfaction all day. Bitter as you like, don't care. Yeah, uh, and as much as much as I'm, I'm with you there, Ollie. It's the Ollies together in this. Doesn't matter anyway because hopefully we'll win all three. This is just a hypothetical, and re- and you know football isn't hypothetical; it's reality. And um, we're good enough to beat them. We're good enough to beat Inter, and we're good enough to win the fucking league on on, on Sunday. I think it's. I'm hoping it's going to happen. I've got faith in this team to do something magical. And um, but if I can, if we can all be walking out of Wembley with a big smile on our face and laughing at anyone wearing red, then I think that's a good day out, no matter what. On form, just before we finish off, on form, this is how it will go. Knowing City, knowing that we like to make everything difficult when it seems exceptionally <laughs> straightforward, we beat Bayern, we beat Madrid, we're in a great position. We'll end up doing the treble but we'll end up taking it to the last game in the second half against Brentford away somehow. That, knowing this club, that's exactly how we're going to do it because it's never, ever as straightforward as, as it's presented to us. Well, that's a perfect place to wrap it up there. Before we get out of here, I just want to say we have a fantastic opportunity. If you are a bucket hat wearer like me, we have a fantastic opportunity. We have teamed up with Football Bobbles for a reversible reversible. Colin Bell bucket hat. All you need to do to win the bucket hat, head over to Twitter. The tweet will be in the description of this episode. All you need to do is retweet the tweet that we have pinned to our profile. Give us a follow. Give a follow to Football Bobbles, and you can enter a chance to win a pretty slick-looking reversible Colin Bell bucket hat. That'll do for us to... to, Oh, Jesus, hold on. That'll do for us today. Ali K, thank you very much. Thank you. Just one question. Ollie McCall, do you wear book, uh, bucket hats? I do sometimes, yeah. Do you? Do you pull them I off? Do. No. No. I, I don't, I don't I do, do, does, any, does anyone pull off wearing a bucket hat, though, really? I, I think Booker does. I, actually, I I'll, could see, I could yeah. see book, Booker in a bucket. Yeah. With this stash, bucket yeah. hats fit really, really well, yeah. yeah. I don't. I'm, I'm baseball caps or nothing, me. Anyways, Ollie McCool, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much indeed. And until next time, enjoy the weekend. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end of season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? 
Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.